Hello, and welcome to the Sacrifice of Praise podcast, where we discuss what it means to praise God even when it's difficult. My name is Tori. And my name is Mary. And we are your hosts. Come chat about faith and life with your new sisters in Christ and enjoy learning and growing alongside us. We are so glad you're here. Welcome back to Sacrifice of Praise podcast. We have an incredible episode planned for you today. Today we have Cassie Frazier from A Little Eden for Us joining us. She is a young Catholic mother of four and has a growing presence on social media. She boldly shares her faith and is such an inspiration for young moms, raising little Catholic saints and leading children to heaven. She is such a joy. We had such a great conversation. We can't wait for you to hear it. But of course, we want to start off with our current favorites. So I will let Tori go first. Yes. Okay. So I know that this item has been mentioned before by you, Mary, as your current favorite. And now as, um, I'm entering into the second, well, the twins are a month and a half as we're recording this. I feel like this item I've been using daily and it's the baby Bjorn bouncer. And it truly has been a lifesaver for me. I think I mentioned in the previous episode, when you mentioned it was your favorite Mary that I got it off of Facebook marketplace, another twin mom was selling hers and I got basically two for the price of one, which was the best money I've spent because truly when you have two crying babies in the middle of the day and you have no idea how to soothe them, luckily this item has been something that they both calmed down to. (laughs) So I feel like I'm constantly, especially if they're both fussy. I'll pop them in there and just like sit on a chair and bounce them with my, my feet. And usually it does the trick and they can calm down, (laughs) but especially the last two weeks, I feel like it has been such a game changer for me being home and juggling the two newborns and I'm like crying babies, just (laughs) put them in there and hopefully that works. So yeah. It's it's so true. I feel like when bloom was a newborn, like she that was the one thing that could always get her to stop crying. Like Mm -hmm. truly the one thing. And it's still my number one, by far my number one favorite baby item. We use it at least five times a day, if not more, like anytime we go out and sit on the deck, we bring it outside. Anytime I'm in the kitchen, I put her in it. Like no matter what she, we use that thing at least five times a day. So yeah, that's such a, it's such a good product. I yes. also, have and I recognize that it's expensive. So if you're listening and you're like, Oh, I, that sounds like something I'd want. I would recommend looking at Facebook marketplace because yeah. people are constantly, I feel like selling their baby items that they no longer use anymore. And that's a great spot to look for baby items. If you're okay, using something secondhand, I think a bouncer is just fine. Um, and you can wash them. Cause I, when I bought it, I, could, you could take the cover off and wash it. So Mm -hmm. that was nice too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And also one other thing I just thought of. So I feel like the draw to a lot of other bouncers is that they have like toy bars and things like that for when they're older and the baby Bjorn one does have a toy bar, like attachment that you can buy, but it's like 60 bucks or something. And it's just like a spinny one. So I found one on Amazon that was like, I think 25 bucks and it's, um, you just can like attach it to the sides. So it fits like, you can put it on other things too. Like, I don't know if you're just sitting around and 
your baby's just in their stroller or something. If you're outside, you could attach it to your stroller, but, um, and it has like hanging toys. So it's so fun and bloom loves it. And so that has been a nice little addition to our baby Bjorn bouncer too. So I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Yes, you will. Okay. So my current favorite is the Lumino toothpaste. Have you heard of this story? Mm -mm. Okay. I heard about this toothpaste on another podcast. They had the founder of this brand on the podcast and he basically did all, talked about all the scientific stuff about like your microbiome in your mouth, basically, and how a lot of toothpaste kill both the good and the bad bacteria. And this toothpaste only kills the bad bacteria. Um, and so I have been using this for probably like three years now, honestly, oh, I've wow. been using it for a long time. Um, but body also uses it. So we both use it. I will say it is a little bit expensive compared to just like crest. Um, but I love it. It's non-toxic, which I appreciate. And I don't know if it's the toothpaste or if this is just me, but I am very prone to cavities. I always have been. I've literally every time I go to the dentist growing up, I've had at least one cavity, I swear. And one time I went, I'm not joking. I had eight cavities. So yeah. So I just, I'm like, really, I think it's genetic, but I am so prone to cavities. Mm -hmm. But since I started using this toothpaste and I don't know if it's a toothpaste, I haven't had a single cavity. So I don't know. And this is not a sponsored ad. Right. Yeah. But if they want to sponsor us, I would appreciate it because I love their products. They also make whitening strips that are um, non-toxic. And so like, if you have sensitive teeth, they're good for that. I don't know that they really work as great as like Crest. Um, we've tried them and I don't feel like they're quite as good, but, mm-hmm. um, and then they also have a mouthwash that tastes terrible. So I don't recommend the mouthwash, but. Does the toothpaste for, taste okay? Yeah. It's like a minty okay. flavor. So yeah, it's, it's good, but I highly recommend it. If you, even if you're like making the switch over to non-toxic things, um, which is something that I'm a little bit more conscious of lately. It's a great, easy one. You can get it at Walgreens. I don't think you can get it at Target, um, but you can get it on Amazon. We order it on Amazon usually in like bulk, but yeah. So that's Lumino toothpaste. I love it. Those are good. All right. Well, with that, we will go ahead and jump into our conversation with Cassie. Welcome Cassie. We really only know each other through social media. So can you kind of just introduce yourself for us and for our listeners, maybe just kind of share like where you're from, um, a little bit about your family, what you do, all of those things. Sure. I am really excited to be here with you girls. Thank you for having me. Um, So my name's Cassie and I live in Nashville with my family, with my husband and our four children. We have a five-year-old, four-year-old, two-year-old, and almost four-month-old, um, and I get to stay home with them, and we actually are starting homeschool with our oldest, and she's starting kinder- kindergarten next month, actually, so we're going to, I'm going to be doing the stay-at-home mom teacher thing, so that's what we're going to be doing. I'm um, 33, just turned 33 this year, awesome. and that's that's about the, those are the big things. So 
Okay. Yes. We'll have to dive more into the homeschooling thing in a little bit because I'm so curious to pick your brain on that. So we will. <laughs> yes. And I know I follow you on Instagram and you have a beautiful Instagram page and share a lot of really pretty things about your family and just your, your beautiful home. And so I love kind of following you along there, but yeah, like Mary said, we only really <laughs> know you through social media, but excited to get to know you a little bit more now. Um, so we, this is our motherhood series and we're going to be covering lots of different topics. And Mary and I have shared in previous episodes about our own motherhood journey and how it hasn't always been, wasn't really easy on um, getting to where we are as mothers. And so I guess to start us off, like, did you, did you always know that you wanted to be a mom and how was your journey to motherhood? Was it seamless or was it a little bit bumpy? I don't think anything, I don't think anyone with like complete honesty can say things like this in life are ever seamless. (laughs) (laughs) Things like this in life are just, they always seem to be very complex um, in my opinion. But I would say I did always have that desire to be a mom. I think there were times in my early twenties where that desire like waned a little and, um, I was kind of a little more self-absorbed, <laughs> honestly. Um, and so I was, I think I was letting those reasons, those selfish reasons, um, cloud that desire that God put in my heart um, to be a mother. And I let them cause a lot of fear in my heart um, and doubt and all of those really ugly things. Um, and so but once like I came back to God and I was like, okay, I'm here. And like, I'm, I want to do your will. He, you know, the floodgates opened back up and yeah, it was from then on, it's been, I don't know. I still wouldn't say seamless, um, but it's been good and beautiful and true. All of the things, you know? Yeah. That's so that point of like, I feel like in our early twenties, I've, also went through that a little bit where I kind of was just like, oh, I love my independence and I love like just doing me and like, and I feel like that's pretty common now in society. It's like, it's not as, I mean, it's very almost like put on a pedestal to be like this independent person. And, and I feel like I went through that phase too. And obviously then I like went through, I went through a lot of things that led me to motherhood, but I can't imagine a life without like motherhood. And I'm sure you feel the same way. And like looking at your family just through, you know, little squares on Instagram, I'm like, gosh, you are just like clearly meant to be a mother. It seems like, you know? Yeah. I definitely feel that way now for sure. Um, what a, less full life my life would have been otherwise. Um, And I think definitely like once you enter your vocation that God has called you to, obviously you, I don't remember who said it. There's a, one of the saints, it's like a quote that they had had said about like, you'll know that it's your God given vocation because of the joy that it brings you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's so true for me. And I think like finding I definitely believe wholeheartedly that my husband is the one that God wanted me to marry. Um, He very clearly showed that to me. And just throughout our story, how everything worked out, that's very clear. 
even when we didn't know God was there, didn't even know how to do his will or ask for it or anything. It's like he looking back, he was still there. And um, it's like once you are with that person, that's just naturally how it goes. Like you're like, yes, I want to create life with you and God and like have this family that God has um, prepared for us and this go down this path towards heaven in this way that God has intended us for. So that's what happened. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. That's so, that's so true. Um, And I guess like throughout your motherhood journey, um, have there been any instances of any like crosses that you've had to bear? I know so many mothers deal with so many different things. We all have crosses that we bear all the time in motherhood. Um, But maybe like, have you had any of those and what do you do to overcome those struggles that come up in motherhood? Um, I would say the one that's like fresh on my mind um, last year, I guess it was like last summer I got pregnant with our fourth child and I wasn't fully there yet mentally, like to be like, yeah, fourth kid, let's go. You know, I was just not fully there yet, Um, (laughs) which God obviously had other plans. And thank God he did because, you know, our sweet little Remy is here and I don't know how we were without him. But um, and I think that part of me getting pregnant at that time was because God wanted to grow me in this way. But anyway, Long story short, um, last summer, I just had this really painful, like, um, it was just like a painful growing time. Uh, I'm a really social person and I love like connecting people and hosting all the things and just, just all of that. I love doing all that and spending time with friends and chatting. Like I love this with you girls right now, like this is so life giving to me. Um, and so that, that is a hard thing when you have like with one kid, you can still do it. You can still go out and do all, do things, you know, with two kids, even you could still do it. Three kids, it gets a little bit more challenging. And then the fourth kid, it's like, forget, I mean, you know, you really got (laughs) to scale back, um, your social calendar. Um, so it was just hard for me to wrap my head around that. Like that was really heavy for me to wrap my head around and to figure out how am I going to still use these gifts that I know, like I've been affirmed that God has given me these, these specific gifts. How can I use them to glorify him and to, you know, bring others to him and to fill my soul up um, in the way that he wants you know, my soul to be filled so that I can properly glorify him to others, you know? Um, and so like last year, it really was hitting me hard with that fourth baby on the way. It was like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And it took a lot of prayer and, and some time, you know, of persistent prayer, um, for him to really give me that consolation that I so badly desired. Um, and he really just showed me that, even though like I'm not going to be, you know, out doing all the social things out in the world necessarily as much that he wanted me to use my gifts, like within my home, like my domestic church here. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's really where I was like, at that point I was like, okay, I can do that. 
And I, and I was honestly, it was just such a beautiful thing because I was so re-energized in my vocation and in my motherhood because I got that, you know, confirmation from him, like, no, you're still using your gifts and even in an even bigger way, because you're helping your family come to me. You're, you're teaching these children and you're getting them excited about my love for them and um, their love for me and just all of those things. So it was a, it was a hard time, but a beautiful time. Mm -hmm. I was really long. I'm sorry. No, I think like for all the listeners who are moms out there can relate to what you're saying. I mean, I'm here like nodding along as you're talking, just jumping from one to now three kids in 19 months is a big adjustment. And even before having fits, I remember feeling the same way that you and Mary had felt of just like scared about losing your independence and just what will my life look like? especially in your mid to late twenties, it's just, it's scary because society and the culture tells you all these things that you should be doing while you're young. Um, and then as your family grows, I just think that as moms, that is a common feeling or nervous fear that you could have, um, just of like, even like worry about loss of self a little bit, um, as your life is just totally shifted this season of your life is just so focused on your kids and, and that's such a beautiful thing, but it's also just different and hard. And then the so- social side of things too. I feel, you know, I can relate to that. I've, it, it's just crazy how quickly it changes <laughs> from being able to do things. And especially if you're like a yes person, which my husband and I are, and we've had to learn how to say no, which has been hard. So when people ask to do things or go out and it's like, we just can't say yes to everything. And that's hard. Cause you're just, you just have to prioritize your family and your kids. But I feel like it's been, you can so clearly see just from social media side, like how you are using your gifts through your family, but also like sharing that on Instagram in such a beautiful way. And I think that's kind of rare these days to find accounts that are just like wholesome and holy and like lifting up the faith and showing how you can be living out your vocation as a mom and, and and giving other moms out there who are desiring to be a good role model for their kids examples and like ways to incorporate your faith into your home. And I just think that you do such a beautiful job with that. Again, I know that Instagram is just kind of like a highlight reel, so I'm sure it's not always that glamorous, <laughs> but you can yeah. see that you, you have faith-based books around the house, um, and your faith, it, it's very clear that that's a very big priority in your life and in your family's life. So I guess just how are you, um, incorporating the Catholic faith into your home and like, what does prayer look, prayer look like for your family? Do you guys pray daily together or what types of prayers are you guys saying together? Just all those family things. Yeah. So just to touch back on what you were talking about with the Instagram thing, I love it. Instagram is so hard for me. I like love it so much. Um, And I do think it's so important, like you were saying, to have those accounts that are literally just goodness and beauty and no, like, I don't know. There's just so much rough stuff out there and it's, it's so hard and heavy and um, all that. And, but I struggle with, I know some people are like, well, you don't ever show like the real life. And it's like, no, this is real life. 
just yeah. because it's not, I'm not showing you the bad doesn't mean that it's not real. Um, yeah. I'm just, and, but it's like you said, like, it's good to, there's enough out there. Like you were saying earlier about culture and it telling you how, basically how ugly motherhood is going to be and how hard it's going to make you tired and you're going to be haggard and ugly and like, you're going to be exhausted and it's just going to be the worst, you know? And I just feel like there is so much of that out there for young people so Mm -hmm. much. They don't need any more of that. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Like I'm not going to show you all the bad because I don't want you to be steered away from that desire that God has put in your heart. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to nurture that flame. And I want to show you like, even if it's just the outward beauty, because honestly, that's what drew me in. That's what part of what drew me into motherhood was seeing that beautiful, like just physically like put together beautiful family of eight in the front pew at mass, you know, it's like that, God spoke to me through that. And I know that he can speak to others through beautiful families and families that are intertwining the faith in their day to day. And so I just try to use our space for that just to, it's like, I never want to discourage people by being like, Oh, wow. Look how perfect it's like. I feel like everyone should know anyone that has kids knows what it's like, you, yeah. you know, everyone knows it's not perfect all the time and that it can still be beautiful even through the imperfections and that the hard times are what sanctify us, you know, that those are the times that are really pushing us to be more patient and be kind and take a deep breath, rely on Jesus. You know, it's like everyone knows that everyone Mm -hmm. knows that it's not perfect outfits and perfect little, you know, all the time. That's just, I don't feel like we need to, I mean, you can share that. And I'm glad I guess some people do because it, it helps other others feel solidarity in those hard times. Um, I don't know. That's just how I use my space there, though. I think I think like you were saying, it is important to have those certain ones that are just. Yeah. Well, it's refreshing too. like as a young mom who is a young Catholic mom. It's I feel like sometimes hard to find those accounts that are genuine and true. And then also, again, as an example of what I could be doing with my kids as they get older to help them get excited about the faith, like make it fun and interactive. And there's a lot of accounts out there that provide tips and crafts and everything of how you can bring joy to your kids surrounding the faith and get them excited. And I think as a young Catholic mom, I, we appreciate those accounts just I mean, I'm not perfect and I'm looking for fun ways to keep it interactive and fun. And again, my kids are really little right now, but as they grow, I think those are, it's just really good to have resources out there that you can lean on and look to when you're going through it yourself. Yeah. And I definitely have done that with some of the accounts. I've learned so much from some of them um, because I didn't grow up doing any of this. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up, I was baptized Catholic, but I wasn't received fully into the church until like right before we were married. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, we're starting from scratch. We're having to create this family culture out of thin air, basically, you know? Um, so it is so helpful to have those accounts and things to go, those resources to go look at. But anyway, um, back to your question about praying together. We do, we try to pray the rosary daily. We don't have, 
we don't have a specific time in the day that we do it anymore. We used to try to do it at night and that worked for a while. And then I had a baby and <laughs> threw everything off. Um, it's so hard like to get it, to get that momentum of doing the rosary every day. But then once you get it, it's like good, but you miss one day and it's just like, up <laughs> <your throat>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Um, but anyway, so we try to pray that every day, whether it's in the car or, you know, during the day, right before bed, doesn't happen every day, but we try to, um, we have been trying to do the Angelus at noon and six. I've like got the alarm on my phone. There's like a cathedral bell, uh, ringtone on <laughs> my phone that like goes off, um, to remind us. So we've been trying to do that. Cause that only takes like a minute, but it's mm -hmm. such a good pause. I don't know if you guys see that, but it's just such a good pause for everyone to like, you know, take a breath. Let's or have we invited God into this day? If not, here's your chance. Mm -hmm. um, and then we we bless them before they go to bed. If I remember, I bless them in the morning when they wake up. Um, I like doing that. I feel like it starts our day off really well, just with like a cuddle and a blessing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think. I think that's that's probably the main ones. And then of course, like mealtime prayer, we do every, every time. Mm -hmm. um, we've been trying to go to at least one to two daily masses a week, which has been awesome. So yeah, those are the big things. Yeah. Um, awesome. We had um, Anna Woods on the podcast in a previous season, and she had mentioned that her and her husband will bless their son before bed. Um, and I guess now their daughter and we had, my husband and I had recently started doing that as well. And it's just so fun. The joy you see out of your kid when you bless them too. We have a little holy water on his nightstand and my son Fitz is such a routine guy. Like he, we started a routine with him and he knows exactly what to expect. And, um, we can never miss a blessing. He'll always point to the holy water. Like you could tell he enjoys it, even though he's 19 months old. So. Yeah. It's so sweet. They're like, so ready to receive that from you. Like yes. they're just so happy to receive that. It's the cutest thing. Yeah. That's sweet. Also, this reminded me, you saying like, we can just kind of see the rosary when we can reminded me of something that I also saw from Anna Woods. I think she posted it on her Instagram um, story and she said that she started saying just a decade of the rosary, like whenever she had a free minute and that way she could get her full rosary in <laughs> throughout the day. Because with kids, she just like, couldn't, she couldn't set aside like an exact time because it just never worked for her. And so I had started doing that at least when my daughter was a newborn, I would do that. Cause I just like never knew what my day was. Or like, if she'd wake up in the middle of the night, I would like say a decade, um, now I've been trying to say it every morning with her, which we just, Tori and I just talked about this in another episode, but it's like, I love saying the rosary every day. I feel like I, I never want to miss a day now because now that I've started, I just feel like it's already blessing our lives so much mm -hmm. and I never want to miss a day. I just, it's just brings me so much peace. So I love that. Yeah. It's crazy what a difference it makes when you're doing it routinely. Like mm -hmm. that's, we notice it almost immediately, the difference it makes in our family life. Um, I just remembered while we were talking, another thing that we've been doing is that, have you ever listened to that sing the hours? Yeah. I've heard about I, it. 
I have listened yeah. to a couple, but I, I feel like I have a little bit of a hard time getting through it. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think I, I just, I don't know. I, maybe I'm like a little impatient with it mm. or something. I'm not sure, but I've, I've seen so many people share it on social media and I've really like, I've had it on my like list to do. And so I've listened to a few here and there, but maybe I need to be a little more devoted to it and kind of get the, reap the benefits of it. Yeah, we've been doing the the lauds um, every morning. Even if we just have it on while we're eating breakfast, we yeah. just have it on in the background kind of thing. And it just, it seems to bring lots of peace to the morning, which is nice. Yeah, that's good to know. Maybe I need to, I need to like make it a, a thing, a ritual. Yeah, we've enjoyed it. Okay. okay, so we've kind of talked a little bit about like prayer life throughout the day. We also wanted to ask you, what does your day look like with your kids? Like, I'm sure every day is so different, but could you kind of share what a typical morning or day looks like for you and your family? Do you have a routine or schedule that you stick with, or is it just kind of like go with the flow? Yeah, we're pretty go with the flow for now. I, that is all going to change. Um, come homeschool. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I think that's going to add a lot more routine to our days than we have ever had. Um, my husband and I are both very, just kind of go with the flow people. I I would say he's more routine than I am, but maybe that's kind of just a guy thing. I don't know, but, um, yeah, well, I can just, I guess I could go through today with you. We just woke up and, and see like all my kids wake up at different times. So Mm -hmm. it's just really hard to even plan anything because they all wake up at different times. Right. Um, you know, having a, a little baby, that's just, you know, <laughs> just like, yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, so once they were all up and had eaten, we just went and met some friends for a play date at the lake and then played to their little heart's content. And then we came home and two of them fell asleep in the car on the way home and one of them kind of stayed asleep once we got home, but then woke up. So then we took took showers and got ready for mass and um, went to mass and then played some more at the playground after mass and then um, came home. I, I just feel like these little years before they start school, even if you are homeschooling, are just so precious. I mean, mm-hmm. you have nowhere to be. Like you have nothing to do but just be together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the most... And I don't think I really fully understood that until we were creeping up on here on Goldie starting kindergarten this fall. And I was like, wow, like we have nothing. We have no agenda, really. Nope. Nothing. You know, like that does not last very long. And it is such a sweet time of just being together and learning together and just. I don't know. It's so sweet when you really think about it, because Mm -hmm. they grow up, they get bigger and they get involved in all the things that they want to do and then they make friends and then, you know, and then you're just running, running, running from here to there. Hopefully you're not doing that, I guess, but you are more in more of a sense than when they're tiny, you know, and you just put them all to yourself and yeah. So sweet. So enjoy it. Yeah. I back to the homeschooling thing too. I feel like, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and I'm a mom and now I'm getting closer to those, like thinking about school schooling age, or if it's just becoming more common, but I just feel like 
especially in the Catholic community. I know so many wonderful families who homeschool and that seems foreign to me. Like I didn't know a ton of, I mean, to be quite transparent, like growing up, the homeschool kids were kind of weird. (laughs) They were, they didn't, you know, really have much of, we didn't think they had much of a social life or whatever, but now being friends with so many wonderful families who homeschool, I see the beauty in it. Um, But I also recognize like that is a, can be a hard decision to, to come to. So I guess, how did you, did you know you always wanted to homeschool or you, was this a recent decision that you guys made? Yeah. So I'm with you. I grew up that way too. I did not grow up knowing a single person that homeschooled like personally, but just had this idea that they were all weird. Um, just like you, (laughs) Um, I, yeah, I have really no understanding of what it's like, I guess, outside of just people I've met probably in the past few years, Mm -hmm. um, that homeschool their kids. And I guess some of my close friends now were homeschooled. Um, in some capacity, maybe not all the way through, but in some form or fashion, but I think it's so different now than it was even back then, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so if you would have told me like three years ago that I was going to have four kids and me homeschooling all of them, I would have laughed and been like, no, probably not. Um, (laughs) but so we just over the years, God has really just revealed that to us, that that is going to be what's best for our family and our children. And, um, in, in different ways, he's just shown us that. And, um, I think he's paved the way for it with me being home. He's kind of made that happen for our family. And for me personally, I feel like I would be doing him a disservice by not answering that call in that way, because I am home or able to be home with them. And, and, you know, not everyone is able to do that. So, I don't have any kind of degree in teaching or I didn't even finish college, honestly. So I don't have any credentials necessarily as far as the world goes to do that. But in my, you know, I don't think that matters. I think that as their mothers, we are in tune with them in a way that no one else on this earth is. And therefore, who's going to want, I mean, who's going to want your kid to do, to succeed more than you, you know? Mm -hmm. So who's going to help them learn you know, and be more just aware of, um, their strengths and weaknesses than you, nobody. Yeah. Um, so just knowing all of those things and knowing how crazy it is out there in the world right now, um, we just want to, you know, keep them home with us as long as we can and protect their innocence as long as we can. We're really intentional about, you know, that Merwin and Marigold have only done one extracurricular so far and it's been ballet and they don't, it's not like a social activity. They go, they learn the skill and then they leave and we can watch them through a window the entire time. Um, I just feel like with these small years, it's, you have to be, I don't know, we feel we have to be intentional and a little bit cautious if we want to protect their innocence as long as possible. Um, and we really do try to do that because we feel like it's, it's our job to, to protect them. So anyway, that's, yeah. that's a big reason why we're homeschooling. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's a pretty common probably response to a lot of um, homeschooled moms out there today of just protecting their innocence is a big one too. And just, I think it's just different 
nowadays. Maybe it's not, but from what I've learned about homeschooling to what I thought I knew, it's totally different. And it's really admiring to see these moms do it. I personally am not sure if I I would be capable of it, but I really admire the moms who do do it because I think it's really cool and really special. I wanted to kind of jump back to the church conversation about how it sounds like you guys go maybe a couple times a week as a family outside of just Sunday. But one thing as a mom, and I'm learning this now with my 19 month old of just how difficult sometimes masks can be with little ones. And I think it's a common concern for, for young moms, um, young Catholic moms of disrupting mass. Do you have any, like, how, how is that for you guys? Like, do you have any tips for moms out there who are trying to get through mass and still be reverent and still like pay attention while your kids are going crazy? Yeah, it's tough. Um, today are, and girls and boys are so different. Like our girls, they still act up, but not near as much as our little boy. He is just a little tornado. Um, uh, especially like at these daily masses that we go to, cause we go with, um, one of my best friends and her son, well, she has two sons. Um, but one of her oldest son is the same age as my son. And they're like BFF. So when they get in math together, it is rough. Yeah. (laughs) They do not listen. They're just like feeding off each other's energy, you know, parkour off all the pews, you know, it's like (laughs) crazy. Um, Today was one of those times. It was, it was really rough. Um, But we just try to, when they're acting really kind of crazy, this might be hardcore of me, but I, I'm like, look at the crucifix. I'm like, mm-hmm. look at it. I'm like, does Jesus look happy right now? No, mm-hmm. no he's not. Is, does he look happy up there? Like, and I mean, maybe that's super hardcore and rough for me. I don't know. But I love that. That's a great tip. <laughs> I mean, it gets their attention because, you know, Jesus is up there with his blood and his, you know, crown of thorns and does not look happy up there. So I'm like, this is a serious time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not here to have fun. This is a really serious time. And today I had a conversation with the girl. I, I'm like, maybe I'm too honest with them about certain things. I don't know. I've just talked about protecting their innocence. And here I am telling you that I told them. <laughs> I love um, it. But I think they need to be aware of, of I don't know, of the seriousness of, of the ability to go to mass. You know, like today before we went, I was telling the girls because I was like, they were, I was like, we need to get ready. And they're like, well, where are we going? And I'm like, we're going to mass. And they're like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, we're not going to do that. That that's not okay. You know, that, that hurts Jesus's heart when you, when you act like that, like this is such a great privilege to go to mass. And there are people in different countries in the world who would maybe be killed. Like I tell them that. Yeah. But I'm like, you have to know this is serious and such a gift for us. I know you're only five, but people are dying <laughs> trying to get to mass and we just get to waltz in there whenever we want, you know? Yeah. Well, this um, is, oh, go ahead. No, you go. You well, go. I was just thinking like, it's, it's also kind of hard as new parents to decide like, what's the appropriate thing here. And I know that there's, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, but for, for me, like as our firstborn is getting older and he's getting more distracted at mass or like starting to act out my initial 
response is wanting to like grab something from my diaper bag and hand it to him, like give him a book or give him a snack. And, um, my husband early on was like, we're not going to do that, which like, I'm glad he did because now I think that if we start that, it's just going to start like a whole thing. And so I'm the first to admit, I probably would have given him the Cheerios or given him a book just to like settle him in the moment. But I, now I'm starting to realize like he would be probably even more distracting if he had all those things to play with. But yeah, I don't know. Is, have you experimented with that of like the benefits or downside of like giving your kid a book? We, I do have some like interactive mass books that I honestly haven't really pulled out. Um, but like it's in the diaper bag just in case we're having like a complete meltdown and can't get them to be quiet. But yeah, I remember when we had, when we had Marigold and it was just her, I remember doing that exact thing. Like we did that. Um, but at some, somewhere along the road, we stopped because we decided to stop. I don't really honestly remember if there was a big reason or if we just stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point now we don't, we don't bring anything like any toys, any, anything, because there would be fighting. Like they would, oh, yeah. they would be like, no, I'm, that's mine. You know, I, they would want to steal it from each other and it would cause a huge scene. And, um, so, but we do, I am. And Chris is very, we're very like, they have to participate in the mass bastion. He's only two. So it, and he's a boy. So it is really hard um, with him, but Chris will just take him out if he has to, if he's being too loud or something. Um, But with the girls, since they're older, they, you know, have to stand when we're standing, they have to kneel when we're kneeling. They have to, you know, I stay on, I don't relent on that. Mm -hmm. Like I, like you have to do, you know, you can sigh and you can whatever, but you have to do what we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. because the second, I think the second you let them just do whatever they want, they lose the understanding of how important it is. Mm-hmm. And I just think all that starts so young, you know, we, we, if they forget to genuflect when they come in, we're like, Nope, you have to come back, come back and do, even if it takes even if you feel like you're making a scene of it, it doesn't matter because you're, you're there for your children to, to lead them to heaven. You know, that is why you're there and, and for your soul obviously too. But, and those things will help your soul because it is kind of a way of it's kind of in one way. And sometimes it's humiliating, right? It's like, if your kid is screaming, you're like, Oh my gosh, please stop. Everyone's looking at us, you know? Um, but it's good to have those moments to grow in humility. Um, and it's for a great cause because you're teaching your children, you know? Um, but I don't know what I was going to say, but yeah, we just have them, we have them participate as much as possible. If they aren't saying the prayers that I know that they know, because we say them at home, I'm you know, like the, our father, or our father, or even the creed, like if they're not saying them, I'm like, girls, we need to say this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we bow, you know, when the, when they process in, we bow to the crucifix, we bow to father. And it's just like reminding them it's, you know, getting them in those pious practices so that it stays with them and it can become second nature, which is good in my opinion. Um, because you can teach them, you can teach them the why at this age too, but you can go further in depth than the why when they're older. Mm-hmm. Um, and the R, we just have those reflexes. And we also try to sit in the front row, which I think really helps. 
yeah, can be totally. more humiliating, but yeah, <laughs> but it helps them stay. And I sometimes have been known to use, I'm like, father's going to come get you. <laughs> like scare him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, we know our priest really well. We have him over for dinner and stuff. So they're not like scared of him or anything, but they would be like, Oh no. Like, I don't want him to, you know, embarrass me or whatever though. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. This something that I want to want to add to this that I feel like I've been just thinking about a lot lately in regards to this topic. Um, you know, I feel like when you have a baby or multiple kids or whatever it is, like little kids and you're struggling with mass, it's really easy. I feel like now to just, for people to just say, I'm just going to stay home or we're just not going to bring them. Cause it's just, they're just, it's too much work or it's too much of a distraction. And then I feel like we worry about them not having a relationship with God. And I, I just feel like to me, I have to remind myself, like, if I want Bloom to have a relationship with God, if I want her to be a strong Catholic woman, then it is my responsibility as her mom to bring her to mass every week as our priority. Like it is a priority to go to mass and I can't expect her to have a relationship with God or to be strong in her faith if I'm not like being that strong example for her. And I feel like sometimes we just like forget about that as parents. Like it's not, it's not really that hard. Like we just have to make it a priority. We just have to bring them and just do it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. instead of kind of going the easier out of like, ah, we'll skip this week or we're out of town. So we'll just like not go. It's like, mass is our number one priority because God is our number one priority. And I feel like that's been something that's just been in my head and on my heart lately as a new mom, just like prioritizing that is so important. Yeah. One of my best friends, she's always like, you can't make saints if you're not a saint. So, and it's like, so true. You know, if we're not striving to be saints ourselves, we can't have any hope to do anything for our children, you know? Right. Um, so that's so true. Just like making sure that's the center, you know, your center focus. Um, and I think it's so good that like to have your kids in mass with you, mm-hmm. um, cause they're not going to learn any other way. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. they're not going to learn. You can't, you can't expect that from them if you're, if you know, you're not bringing them and yeah. So I, think yeah. And I, I mean like, so I'm, and I'm sure for y'all's families too, so many people after mass, especially on the days that I feel like the kids were crazy. They're like, your family is so beautiful. Thank you for bringing me in. Thank you for being here. It's like, we need more people like doing that for the, for families, you know, Mm -hmm. like really encouraging everyone. Like, thank you for being here. That was beautiful to watch. You're doing Mm -hmm. a great job. You know? Yes. I, we brought bloom. She was like, I don't know. She was like maybe two weeks old and the priest in, um, greeted us and we said it could be you could you might hear her up there and he said I hope so I hope I hear her and I just like always remember that because you know it it, like they're the future of our church you know Mm -hmm. and so it's important for them to be there it's important for them to you know learn and grow and you know they will have their off days and that's okay they're kids that's normal Mm -hmm. um but there's no other way to get through it than just 
to go and to, to show them and be an example. Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay. So we're going to transition a little bit now into, we're going to do a little current favorite segment with you because on all of our episodes we do, Tori and I start with a current favorite item and it's like a lot of our listeners love that part. So it's a very fun little part of our um, show, but we wanted to do a full segment with you because you just always share the cutest items on your Instagram. So we have a couple mm -hmm. different categories that we want to pick your brain on. So yeah. Tori, I'll let you go first. Okay. So the first current favorite would, um, could be anything like motherhood related. So your motherhood favorite could be a baby item, a postpartum item, or just like anything motherhood related. Yeah. So I would have to say the first thing that comes to mind, which is so funny because most people start using these first kid, but I didn't. Um, I recently bought a baby carrier. <laughs> <laughs> you never had one before? No. You're super My friends are like, you are psycho. <laughs> um, but anyway, I recently bought one and it's actually a really cute one. Um, it's, I am not going to be able to pronounce the brand, right? It's like conges slodged or something. It's like Swedish or something. I don't know. Um, but it is very cute. It's floral and, you know, real cute. Um, so I love it because it's super comfortable and Remy loves it. I have to wear it around the house to get anything done these days. Um, so I'm just wearing Remy and my cute carrier all day doing my laundry and <laughs> I love the stuff. So baby carrier, get it. Baby one. Don't wait till baby number four. We'll save your life. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. They have, um, they make these twin carriers. It's called oh, wow. the, what, oh my gosh. Now I'm totally blanking on the name of it. Anyway, it's got like a pouch for both babies. So that's, that's actually been a, a huge perk to have, especially at mass. So we're not carrying in two car seats. I'm like, I'm just going to baby wear them both. Yeah. Wow. I feel like for twins, they should, it should be like, well, I guess you, when they're newborn, you want them like here, but I feel like it almost should be like one in the front, one in the back, like a little. Like, oh back. yeah. I think they do make something like that. So maybe yeah, as they get older, I'll have to look into that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Next category is where are your favorite places or just like one favorite place to shop for your kids clothing? Um, off the top of my head, my favorite pro probably is Zara, I would say. Yes. Their clothes hold up really well, and the sizing is always good. It's always a little bit bigger than they actually are, so they can wear it for longer. Mm -hmm. So I'm a fan. Your girls are always in, like, the sweetest dresses. Do you, do you get your dresses, like, somewhere specific or just kind of different places? Yeah, just probably just kind of different places. Um, Zara has a lot of cute dresses, though. I, I would say there. Um, Amazon randomly has cute dresses sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think where else. I don't know. There's there's a little website called um, Next. It's just like Next. Mm -hmm. um, and then Cotton On has cute dresses too. Yes. Love it. Those are great, great ideas. I know oh. Zara has the cutest kids clothes ever. They're so cute. Okay. Next one. Favorite Catholic based company. Oh gosh. That could be really current. Hard. So not like of all time, but just like your current Catholic based company you're loving. 
Well, I love the little Catholic, all her jewelry. Yeah. She, I know her personally and she's just tops. She's just a, an amazing little lady. So I love all of the things that she makes, but there's so many Catholic companies. I mean, you guys know Instagram has so many. You yeah. know what? Okay. I have to just, I have to say something. So yeah. we recorded this episode called cool Catholic businesses or it was like cool faith-based businesses, but it was primarily Catholic businesses. Mm-hmm. And so we did a lot of research ahead of time of like finding all of these different Catholic companies. And honestly, I found the majority of them through your Instagram because you share <laughs> so many amazing oh companies and you always tag them and you always, and so like, I found so many cute, like artists and little kids items and things like that. You just share so many good ones. So yeah. I, I try to share a lot, like all the Catholic people stuff, you know, cause yeah. I want their, com- I want their little shops to do well. Cause they yeah. need to, it's just always so beautiful to me when people use their God given gifts to glorify God. Like it's just, there's nothing better than that. And a lot of people don't, don't choose to do that. You know, they choose to glorify themselves, honestly. And so it's just, I'm like all about it when people are, you know, giving glory back to him and making things that will help will bless other family. It's just, I don't know. I love that. So I I always try, I don't ever want (laughs) to, I don't know. It's like, you don't want to encourage people to spend all their money all the time. I don't want to be that account. That's like, spend all your money all the time on all these things you don't need. But at the same time, I'm like, if you are going to spend your money, maybe you should spend it here. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. Next question. Your current favorite saint. So at the moment, a current favorite saint that you might be asking to intercede for you or. Um, I would probably say it's all, well, it's always Mary. Mary's like always there and my favorite, um, of all time, uh, which is probably really cliche to say as a mom, but, um, I would probably say St. Rose of Lima. She's the patron saint of like family troubles and my family, not my family, like Chris and I, but my family, my side, we have some family troubles. Uh, so asking her to intercede for us, um, has definitely been a a common theme for me lately. So I would say her. I love that. Yeah. Okay. And then the last one is your favorite faith-based book at the moment. Um, so at the moment I have so many favorites at the moment, maybe the most recent one I read was probably um, Behold This Heart. I'm not, I'm blanking on who wrote it. It's really bad. Um, okay. It was, um, it was really good. It was about a lot about like imagery, like uh, Catholic imagery and how it can like draw us closer to God. Okay. Um, and just about the sacred heart devotion in general, mm-hmm. um, which has been on my heart a lot lately. So I would say that one, but the world's first love by Fulton Sheen is one of my all time favorites. Have you read that one? I haven't read Um, that, but I I have a um, devotion of his that I read um, often a devotional um, that I love. I just love all of his words. So it's beautiful. So what did you say the book was? Sorry. Um, The world's first love. It's about Mary. 
Um, and it's just so great. You'll love it. Yeah. I will definitely have to read that. I, I love, I love his, I love the devotional that I have. And oftentimes I feel like when I see like Catholic quotes that I like, I feel like a lot of them are his, like he has incredible quotes. So love it. Okay. And then our last question for you today, before we um, end this episode, as this is our motherhood series, we wanted to ask you, what is your best motherhood advice? Either something that like someone else gave to you advice or something that you just value stand behind or have learned along the way. Um, I would say to just trust your instincts. I feel like I didn't always do that. I kind of let other people tell me what I should think or feel or whatever. Um, and just disregarded those instincts sometimes. And I wish I hadn't, and I don't anymore. Um, cause I feel really confident in my motherhood now that we're further down the journey, but I would say that. And then just what I was saying earlier about the little years, just really relishing those and just being in them as much as you can possibly be, even though I know they're exhausting and, um, really hard sometimes, but it's just that, you know, that thing that everyone's like, you're going to wish for this back. It's like, I already feel that. And our oldest is only five. Right. It's like with every kid we've had, I've realized more and more how fast it really goes. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's just so like, you know, one of those bittersweet things that's just, you know, you want them to grow and you love watching them grow. But then when you see how fast they grew, you're like really sad. I know. I feel like I'm feeling that so hard right now. My baby's three months old and I just, I feel like I'm like, gosh, three months, like that just blew by. Like, I feel like I just got home from the hospital kind of thing. Like I can't imagine like, yeah, like you said, like you have a five-year-old and I'm sure that time just like flew by for you. Yeah. I, that's great advice to just enjoy, enjoy these days. Um, Mm -hmm. even though they are hard, oftentimes they're really hard. (laughs) I was telling my friend today, cause I took that, uh, Chris kept Remy home and I took the other three, Mm -hmm. um, to the lake to meet our friends. And it was just such a breeze to take the three of them without the baby. And I was like, and it happens every time we have another kid, Cause before we have the kid, the next kid, I'm like, Oh, it's way too, it's really hard to take the one out. It's real hard, you know, to take them out. And then you have the, the two and you're like, Oh, taking one out is a breeze. And then it just keeps yeah. going. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just so funny how that works, you know? Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, Cassie, thank you so, so much for taking time out of your schedule to chat with us. This has been such a joyful chat. I feel like it's just going to be such a fun episode for so many of our listeners to listen to. I know they will love it. And, um, we have obviously mentioned your Instagram a billion times. So can you (laughs) share your Instagram is at a little Eden for us, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So we will have that in our show notes and we'll obviously share it on our Instagram too. Um, and then as always, we end in prayer. So I will go ahead and lead us in prayer. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. 
Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this conversation. We thank you so much for the gift of motherhood, the gift of friendship, the gift of our children. Lord, we, we praise you for the blessings in our lives. And we ask you, Lord, to just be with all of those mothers tonight that maybe are struggling or having a hard day. Lord, please just comfort them. We also pray tonight, especially for those longing to be mothers. Please give them your peace, Lord. And if it is your will, we ask you to bless them with children. We love you, Lord. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a friendly review. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sacrifice of Praise Podcast and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, know that we are praying for you. Bye. Bye.